Welcome everyone to the Lakeside Church podcast. This is the podcast where you'll find all of our messages from our gatherings. So the message excerpts from our gatherings. Uh, Today is August 16th. We're finishing the series, What If He Is? Pastor Brad is going to deliver the sermon today and then invite you into our sermon series that kicks off next week called A Place For You. If you're looking for some supplemental content, uh, additional content in a podcast form where we have some conversations with people in our community, conversations with our pastor, staff and uh, other staff members that's led by Jacob creative arts protege and that's our lakeside life podcast so you can also download the lakeside life podcast if you want to listen to some additional content Uh, otherwise you can also text lakeside lakeside to 97000 if you have any questions or looking to get connected or like any more information on events giving anything like that you can go ahead and text lakeside to 97000 so with that I'll pass it over to Brad who's a Terrific message today, as always, and have a great day. I want you to hear two stories today that I believe will set you free. And a lot of you will say, oh, I'm, I'm already free. I live in a free country, and I do what I want. I'm free, free, free. And maybe you are, maybe you're not. I'm not really sure, but here's what I see when I look out these days. I feel like part of my responsibility as a pastor is to look out and go, what's going on and what's out there And one of the things that I see is Christians don't seem to be very free today. We seem to be very bound and locked up in fear and anger. We have a lot of fear and anger about government control. We have a lot of fear and anger about government overreach. We have a lot of fear about ideologies and conspiracies. And in the midst of all those fears and all that anger, I see us abandoning our freedom to serve Christ. And if I know anything about Jesus, he came to set us free. So I want to look at two stories today from Scripture that I think will help us gain that freedom back that Jesus has for us. So if you have your Bible and you want to follow along with this, please do. Uh, if you have your, the, your smartphone and we have the YouVersion Bible app, Uh, And we've got notes on there. We've got the scriptures on there, so you can follow along with that. Let me read for us today John chapter 18, first of all. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 for us. John chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Ready? Ready? Oh, good. Okay, all right. I never ask you that when I read the scripture. I I just jump in. I assume you're ready, so now we know. John chapter 1, verse... uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Children? No. John chapter 18, verse 1. When Jesus had finished praying, he left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you were looking for me, let these men go. 
Let's stop there and retell that story and figure out how we fit into that story that happened 2,000 years ago. Jesus had been teaching for three years. He'd spent most of his time up in the northern part of Israel in an area called Galilee. And every now and then he would come up to Jerusalem, which was in the southern part of the country. He'd come up to Jerusalem, into the mountains, and he would stay with them for a week or so during a festival. And when the festival was over, he typically went back to Galilee. He spent three years traveling around Galilee, healing people, casting out demons, performing miracles, and teaching them what it looked like to love God. Now we're at the last week of Jesus' life. He spends a week for the Passover festival in Jerusalem, and now he comes to the climactic night of his life, the last night of his life on earth. And he's got his disciples together with them, and they've, and they've spent some time having the Passover meal together. And, and we have taken that and learned that Jesus wanted us to practice this thing called communion, which we do every now and then as well as a church to remember him. And then they went outside, and he had some prayer times out in this valley called the Kidron Valley. And when he got done with this one prayer in John chapter 17, he took them across the river, across the creek that's there, across the edge of the valley, and went into a garden on the other side, which we know as Gethsemane. And he prayed for a while there, and then Judas, the traitor, came. Can you imagine? Can you imagine betraying Jesus? Can you imagine being a traitor to Jesus? There's this man named Judas. We still know his name 2,000 years later. We know, we know virtually one thing about him. He was a traitor to Jesus. And he's got a regiment of soldiers with him. Now, the, the, the Roman word for that was cohort, and a cohort could be as many as 600 soldiers. Now, it could also mean there was a smaller detachment from that cohort, but, but somehow Judas had a bunch of soldiers, Roman soldiers, and he had offers, officers and officials from the, uh, the Jewish council and some of the Pharisees. And they all show up, and Jesus goes out to them, and he says, who do you seek? It's like Jesus is one of our modern-day policemen or firefighters uh, who run toward danger. I mean, isn't that how we know our heroes? We're like, you run toward danger. When, it, when, when danger happens, most of us go, ah! We run off in the other direction. But there's other people that are going to run straight into that danger. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He went out to meet the cohort of soldiers and the officers and the officials. He goes out to them. He goes, who do you seek? Why did he do that? Why did he come right up to them? Why did he enter the danger? It's because love initiates. Love initiates sacrificial action to meet the needs of others. He goes out to them. He goes, who do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. I mean, just to be clear, we didn't want to get the wrong Jesus. Really, like, Jesus of Nazareth? Oh, that one. And Jesus says, I am he. Now, let's just stop there. We're at the last day of a series we've been doing this summer out here at Lakeside Outside and Lakeside Online. And uh, the series has been called, What If He Is? And the idea is there are seven statements in the Gospel of John where Jesus uses the name of God and he says, I am. It's God's memorial name. It's the name God gave to Moses when he met him at the burning bush back in the book of Exodus chapter three. He said, I am, that's my name. That's my name forever. It means I live all by myself. Nobody supports me. Nobody gives me life. I have life all in myself. I am. 
And seven times in the Gospel of John, Jesus took that statement, that name, I am, and he attached a metaphor to it and said, I am the Son of God, and I am this for you. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the vine. I am for you. I am. And this mob comes out to arrest Jesus that last night of his life, and Jesus says, who do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And now I need my children back. All right, all you children, all you children who were helping me with drama, with acting, would you come back up? Hurry, 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 hurry. Good job, buddy. Here we go. Nice job. Get in your places. You all know where to be. Great job. Come on, you guys. All right. Good. We got little kids, big kids. Dad, you can be a kid if you want. It's all good. We like it. All right. Are you all ready? All right, you remember my key words? Remember the two words I'm going to say to you? What are those words? All right, so here's like this. Jesus comes out to this crowd and he goes, who do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You're dead. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> I didn't say that. You did. Okay, stay on the ground for a minute, okay? So here's what happened. Jesus says, I am. Now, you'll see in Scripture it says, I am he. In the New International Version, which we have in, in the U Version Scripture, it says, I am he. But that word he is added. The translators have added it to help us make sense of it. But literally, all he said was, I am. And everyone who had come out against him suddenly fell backward in terror. Did, you guys, did these guys look like they were in terror? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know that's how it was, but fantastic job, you guys. Did you have fun? Yeah, thanks for being today here at Lakeside Outside. Go back to your circle. Thank you. Nice work. Now, think about this story. When you read the story, there's only eight verses in this whole story, and when you read them, it just kind of goes fast. Who do you seek? Jesus of Nazareth. I am. They fall back down. And then, and then he says again, who do you seek? Jesus of Nazareth. And I told you, I, and it just goes really fast, but I don't think the story goes that fast. I mean, what happened when, these, when this crowd of soldiers came to arrest Jesus, and he said, who do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said, I am. And they fell back. And the word that's used to describe how they fell backwards is a word that means desperately trying to get away from something else. They were trying to get behind one another. They were trying to get under the ground if they could. They were trying desperately to get away from Jesus, which is so odd. Number one, because nobody ever tried to get away from Jesus. Everybody wanted to come toward Jesus. But here these guys are trying to get away from him. He has no weapon. He's been teaching in the, in the temple every day this week, and nobody bothered him. But now they come out to arrest him. They, he says, who do you seek? They say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am. And they fall backwards, desperately trying to get away from Jesus. Why? Because somehow when Jesus used the name of God... It's like, he did, it's like he did a grand Superman moment. You know Superman? 
he, Superman does it better than I do. I, I, I understand. It's okay. But, but that's kind of what he did. It's sort of what Jesus did. He used the name of God. He used God's uh, most glorious, powerful name. And I don't think he opened his shirt or anything like that, but somehow he revealed his deity to them in all his power and all his glory and all his majesty, and they could not stand up before him. They didn't fall down because they wanted to. They didn't fall down because it was going to make a good story someday. They fell down because they could not stand in the presence of the living God. And they're lying on the ground. And imagine that this takes a while. Maybe they're unconscious. I don't know. Maybe they're on the ground crawling away from Jesus. I don't know. But after a moment or two or some... Jesus, who could have run away, he had time to run away, but Jesus stayed there and engaged those men who were on the ground. He said, who do you seek? They said the same thing they said the first time, but the second time, I think they said it like this, Jesus of Nazareth? They're not really sure they want to say it again because the first time it did not go all that well for them. They go, uh, uh, Jesus of, of Nazareth? And Jesus, I, Jesus says, I told you that I am. Do you think he got right about to that point and you think all the soldiers and the officers flinched a little bit? Because it didn't feel good the first time. I think, they, I think they flinched a little bit. He said, but wait, I told you that I am, and if it's me that you're seeking, then let these people go. Here's the deal. When I know Jesus, when I know who Jesus is, Jesus sets me free. When I know Jesus, Jesus sets me free. Now, you can hear that story and go, oh, that's nice, but I, I still think I'm free already, so Pastor Brad, you're not really helping me that much. Let me tell you another story. This one's found in John chapter 1. This story is found three years before that story we just talked about. So three years before Jesus was arrested and then crucified and before his resurrection, three years before that, there's a man in the desert at the Jordan River. His name is John. They called him John the Baptist. And here's a little bit of his story in John chapter 1, verse 19. It says, now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, well, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, well, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. Have you ever been in a place where there were like important people there? I mean, like, besides church, because you look around, everyone, you're all important. I, I, I know that. But I mean, like, were there celebrities, where people, the kind of people that other people look to, they go, wow, you, you're important. You know, you're special. You're a celebrity. Something like that. I've been in, I've been in 
arenas, sports arenas, like uh, this has happened to me at Arco Arena in the days it was there before Golden One Center. It's happened there. It's happened in political events. It's happened in various places. And I know there's people around me who are famous. There's people around me who are treated as they are important. But I don't always know who they are. And so, you know, sometimes, like there was this one time I was standing in an elevator. Uh, I got some kind of a backstage pass or something at, at Arco Arena, and I'm in an elevator with my buddy who got me in, and another guy comes in, and he's about six foot 11, which is extraordinary to me. And I knew he was important. I knew he was a player, but I didn't know which one he was. And I just, I just, wanted, I just wanted to look at, I just, I couldn't help but look at him. I need a chiropractor when I got done. No, uh, I, I'm looking at him and I, and I just wanted to say, are you important? Don't you want, don't you want to do that sometimes? Some, you, you know somebody important is around you and you're, you're afraid you're going to meet them and talk to them and you can make a fool of yourself because you don't know they're important, but they're important. So you just want to ask first, are you important? And that's what they did with John the Baptist. They, they, the, the, the Jewish leaders sent investigators down to the Jordan River. They're like, we don't know who this guy is. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what to make of him. So they sent these investigators, and they, 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 the investigators got down to the river, and they said, uh, excuse me, sir, are you important? Now, there are thousands of people coming to John to be baptized, thousands of them. They go, we don't know who you are. Are you important? And then they asked him a very specific pointed question. The question everybody wanted to know in those days is this. Are you the Messiah? And, the, and John was so clear about this. He, he, there's, a, there's a triple way he says it. He says, he confessed, and he did not deny, but he confessed, I am not. I am not. I am not. Now they didn't know what to do with him because they were really hoping he was the Messiah. They were really hoping that, you know, th this would be the one. And so they said, well, are you Elijah? Because they expected Elijah to come back to life somehow. And they, they, so are you Elijah? He said, I am not. They said, well, are you the prophet? Not like any prophet, but the prophet, the prophet? Are you that one? He said, no, I am not. They said, well, we don't know what category to put you in. We don't know what box to put you in. We don't, know, we don't know what to say about you or how to describe you. What do you say? And he responded with the words of Isaiah the prophet. He said, I am here as a voice calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. John said, I'm not important, except that I'm here to make straight the way of the Lord. The amazing thing about John is the contrast between his answer and Jesus' answer. Jesus said, who do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. They came to John. They said, John, who are you? Are you the Messiah? And he said, I am not. When you know who Jesus is and who you are not, Jesus sets you free. When I know who Jesus is and who I am not, Jesus sets me free. I see so many of us today wrapped up 
bound up in anger and or fear because the government's going to overreach. And it doesn't matter if you're on one side of the aisle or the other side of the aisle. You think the other side is going to overreach you. They're going to overstep their authority, overstep their bounds. And I see so many of us who are engaged in that and bound up by that. When you know who Jesus is and who you are not, Jesus sets you free. I see so many of us who are f- afraid today of the ideologies that are around us and the, and the election that's coming up in front of us and all the things that are bubbling up from the ground around us that are so poisonous. And I watch us losing our freedom in Christ to those things. But when you know who Jesus is and who you are not, you have freedom to point the way to Jesus. What would happen if we, if we as followers of Christ took our role these days to be ambassadors for Christ? Not ambassadors for an ideology, not ambassadors for a political party, not ambassadors for a theory, not as ambassadors for a conspiracy, not as ambassadors for anything else but for Christ. Why would we do that? Because we know who he is. He said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the resurrection and the life. If you want life, it's in me. When we know who Jesus is and who we are not, Jesus sets us free. And the freedom that he gives us is the freedom to pursue creating a straight path for Jesus. People ask me a lot these days, Pastor Brad, how come you're not talking about the end times? I mean, this is the end times. It's certainly the end times. It's 118 out here. It's got to be the end times. I mean, we're getting really close to hell right now. Listen, I am talking about the end times. And the single most important subject of the end times is Jesus and who he is and what he's about. And when you know who he is, and when you know who you are not, Jesus sets you free. Jesus, I pray that for us today. I pray that for us, that we would be free. And Lord, a lot of us, it's interesting because a lot of us don't even realize how locked up we are in this season with the, with the health issues, virus issues, and political issues, and economic issues, and we don't even realize how locked up we are. And yet, Jesus, you came to set us free. So would you, would you work in us? Would you lead us these days? to know you, to know who you are and what you're like and what you came to be and do. And may we follow after you with everything we have and may we be ambassadors for you in every place we go. And may you be honored through us as you set us free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, we have a good thing coming up next week. Next week, we're going to start a new series, and I'm real excited about it. About it. It's called a, a, a Place for You. And uh, 
we're heading into the uh, season of life for Lakeside, which is our anniversary month in September. Uh, this September, we're going to celebrate 33 years together as a church. Not all of us all together, but we've been doing this together for 33 years. Which is really amazing, and praise to God for that. And I'm grateful for everything God does through us and among us these days. Uh, but we're going to talk about, in fact, next weekend... Next week, I'm, I'm going to give you the message that I gave the very first day of Lakeside Church. Now, I know most of you weren't here, so you'll get to hear it. And I'll add some other things of, you know, there's 33 years of extra illustrations to add in there. But um, I'll, I want to just tell you, why are we Lakeside? How do we get to do this? How did God call us together to do this? And what does that look like for us? A place to be, a place for you is what it's called. And we're going to talk about that for the next three weekends together. So come and be with us next week. If you're here at Lakeside, outside, join us. You want to invite some friends to join us. We're going to have uh, Kona Ice again here next week. So come for the message or come for Kona Ice. Or both, you know, that's cool too. So, but come and join us for that. Or come and join us online. We'll do the same thing online and love to have you here with us for that. Okay? We have a place for you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We're so grateful to have you here. Thank you for choosing to be a part of our community. If you're looking for more information to get connected, you can visit lakesidechurch.com or text Lakeside to 97000. Next week, we'll be back with Pastor Brad, who, like he mentioned, is going to give, deliver the very first message uh, with a bit of augmentation that he delivered at the very first time, at the very first gathering for Lakeside. So we welcome you back next week. We'll have that posted up on Sunday. Share it, invite people to join you. We'll have that streaming live on our website, on YouTube and Facebook, or you can stay here and listen to it on the podcast. Thanks so much and have a great day.